Hi, Diamonds. Welcome to the United State of Women, a forum where professional women come together to thrive by living more connected to our power, our purpose, and our plan. We invite you to tune in every other week where we show you that you can have it all and teach you how to get it by becoming the star of your own life and not just a supporting role in your life, career, and relationships. Here with Julie Dean, my USW podcast ambassador and co-host, I am Kalina James, owner of LCR, a business consulting and leadership development coaching company. Are you ready? Let's get started. Hey, Diamonds. Have you ever stopped to think about how cool it is to know that you're not perfect? In this two-part series, I want to challenge you to own your failures as much as you celebrate your victories. Grab a notebook and a pen because we're sharing six steps to help you move past failures and setbacks. We are United State of Women. Hey, Woo-hoo. Kalina. What's up, like, exciting two parts. Yeah, so I thought it'd be really great given everything going on in society and culture with, you know, the stigma around social media and people just embracing their highlight reels that there's just not a lot of conversation going around people that aren't in their winning season or are you know doing things that are creating those failures and setbacks we have a hard time talking about when we're losing (laughs) well do we blame them it's not the image or projection of anyone we want to see right there's just no in that moment this desire to just be so open with where we're at when life feels like it's against us and not for us or there's a setback you know i mean in the moment when we're experiencing pain challenges or trials it can seem to feel like you are alone or isolated like you're experiencing something that you know is not typical and no you don't want to tell anybody that you you failed right or that you feel like you failed or that you didn't get it right and who wants to share that side when we live in a culture that's so judgmental around you know wanting to have their own critical opinion about what they see Well, it's interesting to me because, you know, it's one thing to celebrate your victory, right? But then there's the victim mindset. So, you know, somewhere in the, in the middle there, it's like, how do you go from one extreme to the the next, but nobody ever really talks about the in-between and the struggles that come with X, Y, and Z. Yeah. You know, when I look back on, you know, client experiences and life experiences in the moment when your emotions feel out of whack, or at least there's a lot of catabolic energy happening within you, you can be triggered pretty easily. You can be blindsided pretty often and you can take on, you know, other people's perspective in a way that could just make things feel like it's worse, right? And so a lot of times we avoid trying to share what's happening is because for one, we feel like we want to control the situation, right? We don't want to share all of our business because we're afraid that we won't be able to control it. And, or we feel like it's no one's business, what we deal with privately because it's personal. And I think the word personal has a bigger meaning and experience with each of us independently that controls why we don't share publicly when things aren't going as well or when we're failing. Well, I think that's really interesting because, you know, one of the big reasons I wanted to talk about this today is because, you know, I was balancing a full-time schedule 
in college and I've been in college now for five years. So when I started this journey, I really had every intention of graduating in that four, four year mark. And I was going to classes full time and balancing a newborn child. And it's just, you know, taken me so stinking long that I've been feeling really frustrated. And this semester, I took a summer session and I had every intention of graduating. And what perfect timing that would be because I'm pregnant and, you know, I'd be able to get this finished before I have this second child. And my mind was made. And unfortunately, you know, I had finals last week and I just didn't pull it together. I passed two out of my three classes, but that third chemistry class, it just bit me in the butt and I didn't pass. You know, it doesn't matter how close you are. If you don't pass, you don't pass. And I had to really accept that. So that's the first step here is, you know, accepting that it happened because part of me wanted to just bury my head and just not talk about it, whether it's on social media or, you know, with my friends, you know, Kalina, we had talked last week. You're like, well, are we going to have a party? And I'm like, I don't even want to talk to anybody because I'm like, this is so embarrassing. I haven't talked to my dad about it yet because everyone's so encouraging, right? Like, at church they're like oh my gosh you're gonna finish this semester you're gonna be done and i'm like but i'm not i'm not done i still have one class left and you know leading up to that point it was like i can't wait to make that social media post that said i am finished i can't wait to tell everybody i am finished and here we are less than a week after and i'm like listen i gotta just accept that you know this wasn't the time I love the fact that you accepted it. You accepted the the fact that it didn't plan out or, you know, process the way you wanted it to process or that you envisioned. Some people, when you know they experience this level of disappointment, that's exactly what it is. It's a disappointment, and they don't want to disappoint others or they don't want to disappoint themselves. So sometimes it's hard to talk about it because we feel disappointed in the results or the outcome. How powerful you were to sit in that emotion and go, yeah, I'm disappointed, but I'm also learning through this process that I probably took on more than I could chew or that it's one of those classes where you don't try to add two chemistry classes on top of each other to give them the independent attention that they need. Yes, I take ownership and responsibility for what has happened. I think you hit it right on the head. I think when we feel like they're life, you know, we're going through something we don't really want to be public with. It's because we're potentially could be number one disappointed. And what you did was a powerful acceptance of that disappointment to be able to move forward with forgiving yourself. Exactly. Forgiving myself, you know, having that grace to acknowledge that, you know, it did happen. And there's no shame in that, you know, I'm not perfect and neither are you. And it's just is what it is. And there's still time out there that doesn't mean this is the end of the road. Mm. The next step. I I wanted to say something, Julie, before you move on, there was something you said, though, about, you know, it's not the end of the road for you. Something popped up that I think diamonds, I wanted to be able to share something I heard. Someone said, you know, in the prime of their life, some sort of celebrity, it might've been Whitney Houston, or it might've been some, I think it might've been Whitney Houston. You know, they, she was saying, someone was saying to our publicist, says, did you see what they read? Did you see what they said? Did you, did you, did you read it? And she was like, no, I didn't read it. And she says, matter of fact, I don't read anything that anybody publishes. She says, because 
if I do read it when they're talking good about me, then I have to accept what they say when they're talking bad about me. And so that's a real powerful position to be in when you can share your truth about where you are in the journey of setbacks or disappointments or things that don't go as planned. We wrap our identity around what people think of us in order to really be able to live within that perspective, that image that we have of people or people have of us that makes us feel like we have to control or be private when things aren't going well. So kudos to you again for accepting it as a disappointment and forgiving yourself, but also not making this about who you are, right? And attaching it to your identity or the expectations that people would have on you based off of how they feel or who they think you are. Yeah, thank you. You know, and I really appreciate that because, you know, part of being transparent is, you know, being able to see that, you know, we don't have to own just one part of our truth. We can be successful. We can be go-getters. We can have good things going on in our lives, but don't forget that, you know, the good comes with the bad and we're allowed to have losing seasons. You know, we're allowed to have, I can be excited about having a new baby. I can be excited about everything I have going on in my life right now, but I don't want to ignore the fact that in the spring I'll be taking chemistry again. And that means I didn't graduate when I thought I would. (laughs) (laughs) And all things work together for the good of them that love God right? And they're called according to his purposes. So, you know, and also think, you know, who knows what the journey ahead holds for us and who we might meet in those moments, whether you're a person of faith, who knows how life is for you and not against you and you're walking towards something greater. You gain something in this awareness that is more powerful than just having to pay for a new class. You gained on where you, where you might've stacked your cards too high, right? And did more than what you could do with what you were presented with in that moment when life is just as busy as it was for you. That was a learning moment too. Absolutely. So that's, you know, brings us to our next step here, which is to take full responsibility. Oh, full responsibility. (laughs) And, you know, I am all about taking responsibility. If I can, you know, look at different situations and different circumstances and see how I could have done better and how I could have made things better. That's always an opportunity for me to better myself. And doesn't that feel good in some way, shape or form? There's still some sort of level on this weight scale. On the left side, there's still some catabolic energy, some energy around the disappointment. But then on the other side of the scale, there's some anabolic energy. There's some like, okay, I feel better. Like I'm moving forward. I'm making progress. In our world of the coaching industry, for me specifically, when I'm working with clients, Julie, that's a level three. That's on the scale of level three. That's when you are rationalizing it and allowing yourself to forgive, but you're also massaging and nurturing yourself in a way that makes you feel good about accepting where you are and taking ownership of where you're going to go and how powerful it is to be looking at self-love, right? Loving on yourself is that next step, that level four of when you're saying to yourself, it's all good. I've learned something. It's time for me to take care of myself, you know, get prepared to take on new responsibilities, but in a way that's going to benefit me, right? So that I could be more productive and get things done, right? So, you know, that's the next step of looking at it and going like, okay, so what do I want to do differently this time to be better advocate for myself? I love that. And I like that a lot because, you know, if you can't accept responsibility for yourself, like who can, right? We control 
a lot of what goes on in our lives and I will be the first one to admit I didn't spend the time that I needed in those chemistry textbooks but you know I also know that I had a bunch of other things on my plate at the time that it couldn't be what I spent all my time on. Yeah and a lot of people you will find when they are having life experiences that you know are challenging and less stellar you'll find them constantly if not commonly complaining or blaming things around them for why, right? It was this reason. It was for that reason. It's me. It's them. It's, you know, I didn't have, I didn't have the time. I didn't have the resource, the money. That's normal to start figuring out what went wrong and who's, who's, who's to blame for it. And that's level two. And for you to simply experience a level three, I'm responsible. I want to take ownership. It's a combination of a lot of things, but ultimately I'm the one in control of how I show up and how I move forward. So you naturally gravitate it in, in leadership 101 to be able to get back on top of success for yourself and be able to win the prize that you wanted to achieve. And that is to have your degree. Well, when you say blaming other people, you know, blaming other situations, it, you know, brings it back home to me, you know, quitting is so easy to do. Oh. And if you're not taking that responsibility, why are you even in it? Right? Like it'd be too easy for me to say it was the teacher. It was the school. It was the program and bail out and say, you know, I'll just take the general ed degree. I'll just take the liberal arts degree, but that's not where my passion is. And that's not where my focus is. And with that, it would take me off my degree map and add potentially another year or two years to my freaking program. Yeah. 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 But also too, you experience that possibility of saying I quit because the level two of the you know, who's, who's the blame here or the victim feeling of like, I've been victimized, right? Or I have had a less than stellar moment that now I'm experiencing these consequences and I'm looking to blame somebody or I'm looking to quit. And that's really your left or right choice, either quit, which is a natural progression, which is a natural thought process when you are experiencing this frustration or to do what you just did. And that was, I am looking to, rationalize it and forgive myself and move on and figure out a way that I can grow from this moment and stay focused on where I want to experience success. And you had a choice and you chose which one was more connected to your values of who you are inside. But some people don't, they will quit. Even if it's just for, I'm quitting, right? I'm never going back or I'm done, or I'm, I'll try again next year. That's still a level of like disengagement where they walk away for a while until they can cool off and then come back to the place where you are today. And that is I'm rationalizing it. I'm offering myself forgiveness so that I can move on and get some peace around this so I can keep moving. Nice job. One thing I've really been working on this year is, you know, just having more grace for myself. And I think growing up in, you know, my, my mom is Korean and my dad is air force and they're very driven people, very ambitious people, and their expectations and their standards are higher than I could ever imagine meeting. And so, you know, when I was 18 years old, I had no interest in going to college. I had scholarships. I had plenty of opportunities. I was the captain of our debate team, and to be a female debater in the state of Nevada was unheard of. So I had every intention of going to school for law. And at 18, I decided, you know what, college is probably not what I want to do. And my parents were like, huh? <laughs> what? <laughs> and, you know, they had they had saved money for me to go to school. And my parents are very, you know, 
budget oriented and they had set up a 529 plan for me to go to college and I decided I wanted to go to a massage program because it was only nine months long. Mm. Not because I was passionate about doing massage, not because, you know, massage was something that was always in my family line and DNA and I just felt passionately called to it, but because it was nine months long. Mm. In Las Vegas, you know, I think similarly to Kokomo, a lot of students after high school, they get into union jobs. And once you lock in that union job, you know you have that steady income and that pay is so much greater than you could ever imagine at 18 years old. So instead of, you know, going to valet or going to be a cocktail waitress, I went to massage school. <laughs> and, you know, I my massage wasn't really big in 2005. Like that was not a therapeutic industry. That was seen as very much like massages beauty school alternative. <laughs> <laughs> and so it was like 13 grand to go to this nine month program. And my parents were like, well, here's the deal. We want you to go to school for a year. So we're going to let you go. And we're only going to invest half of your tuition money. You can pay the other half. So I did. But, you know, $6,000, $6,500 is a lot of money when you're 18. So, you know, they put together a little composition notebook and I paid them off slowly, steadily. And I remember thinking, what did I get myself into? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I had never even had a professional massage before going to school. And 18 years old, you know, finished school, everything went good, and I got a great job. And that's basically what my identity became, right? Massage therapy was where my passion was, where my energy was. You earned it. You I earned it. it. And what do I want to change jobs for now? When I had Abigail, that's when things changed and that's when I knew I really wanted to level up and I really wanted to pursue a higher education not just for me but to show my daughter like hey you don't want to cap out at 18 like you got to keep bettering yourself and you've got to keep reaching for the stars yep yep and so that's been my biggest drive through all of this and it's one of the big reasons that you know step three here means so much to me and it's learn from your mistakes yeah 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 learning from mistakes is you know the big girl panties on right diamonds it's when you really turn around and stand on your soapbox or your stage and you really confess inwardly privately publicly however what you've learned and it could be a liberating thing for someone to just verbally share this is what i've learned and for others, they could still be on the journey of trying to figure out how to share it and, and not feel bad or disappointed. Some people on this journey for a long time, but when you get a chance to learn from your challenges and are able to verbalize it, that says something about your internal genetic makeup, about where you are in that journey. You're past it, you're utilizing it, you're benefiting from it. And so you're creating opportunities out of that learning and you are sharing it for others to be able to learn. Kudos to you, kudos to Julie, kudos to you know, anyone on this journey who are who's now able to share. And that's the unfortunate part, right? Is we're not sharing when it's happening, we're sharing after it's happening, right? But I do feel like sometimes you don't get a good perspective or the learning doesn't occur until afterwards when you get a chance to look back at where you came from and now are able to make sense of it all. Absolutely. And so that's another reason why people may not share is, 
it's still trying to figure things out. Not so much that it's a disappointment, but it's just like they don't quite understand what's really unfolding for them. And prematurely talking about stuff in the moment might be something they'll have to untangle you know, when it's all said and done with the words that they've spoken or the frustrations that they've shared or the, you know, the wisdom they tried to give too soon. So, you know, but kudos to you and kudos to all of you diamonds who are able to now stand up and share, you know, where you are and what has happened because it truly is wisdom for others to follow. It's success leaving clues, right? That's your success. Now there's a clue that you can give others. Yeah. I mean, one of the, you know, most raw moments I had was with my daughter this past weekend. And she was like, I'm so glad you graduated college. And I said, wait, back up. <laughs> Abigail, I gotta be honest with you. I didn't graduate yet. <laughs> and she's like, huh? <laughs> Cause she saw, you know, I felt so, there's so much mom guilt, right? Associated with the time dedicated to school in top of all of your other responsibilities. And Abigail, she hung in there like a real trooper. And I had a real heartbreaking moment this weekend when I realized she was starting school on Monday. And I feel like I missed that opportunity to really embrace summer break with her. Because mm -hmm. as my program's ending, her program is now starting. And we never really had that solo time to really just hang out and do mom and daughter stuff. Because, mm -hmm. you know, now we have a baby coming. And it's like, there's so many things that just keep happening in life that, you know, you sit back and you're like, well, did I just waste my time? Which honestly, you know, I passed two out of my three classes. So it was a very heavy amount of coursework. And I had to really explain to her that, you know, I just made a mistake. You know, I didn't dedicate enough time to this one class and I didn't pass. And because I didn't pass, I didn't get to graduate. And it's okay though, you know, next spring will come around. I'll take the class again. In the meantime, I'm still here for you. And so Sunday, we really made it a point to have a good day at the fair and just do stuff as a family and really, you know, take time to celebrate her instead of focusing on, you know, my pity party. Cause I could have just sat at home and you know, woe is me and dwell on, you know, how lame it is that I didn't finish, but mm -hmm. I feel so confident. I've never once ever thought about quitting and, you know, quitting is one of those words that's just not used regularly in my vocabulary. And with this failure, you know, I always think about the quotes that say, you know, you only fail when you quit, you only fail when you stop. And I look at this more of a setback, mm -hmm. you know, it, and in my mind, I've had plenty of these stinking setbacks through this program, you know, with not graduating in four years and not graduating four and a half years. And, you know, I'm just thankful that I have the time and the opportunity to do this because there's never going to be a doubt in my mind that I'll graduate. And there's never been a doubt in my mind that I won't finish this program out. And that's exciting to me. Yeah, there's so much to unpack there, Julie, with what you shared and you know, I, it's absolutely understandable that when you are such a caregiver as you are, that there would be things that you've put on hold for this trophy, this, this, this mark in your, in your life for your daughter. And then to realize that, doggone it, I'm, you know, I didn't achieve it in a way that benefited the sacrifices that were made. However, you know, I, I am certain and I have no doubt that your daughter 
in what she's even sharing. I'm glad you graduated, right? She's watching you. She's learning a skill set about what it takes to do things in honor of family. She's learning to be a caregiver and nurturer, just like you are. And then how powerful it is to, you know, unpack even where you feel like, you know, I, I'm taking all of this information in, in order to like figure out what I want to be able to do with it. And that's, it's just a lot it's a lot to unpack, but the theme of it all is, is that your, your gifts are coming, right? Your gifts are coming, whether it's through what you sow into your child's life or what she sees as a hardworking mom, your gift is coming. The fact that you look at how you balance your hard commitments and sacrifice on the back end and what you feel regret for, your gifts are coming with how you fall forward next time. Your gifts are coming, how you gracefully figure out how to fall. And it's good that we do get chances to fall because we don't want to break ourselves. We want to be able to fall and and fall in a way that's like, I'm falling, but you know what? I'm not going to be hurt because we do want to practice falling. We do. We do want to experience in life those moments so that we can prepare well so that when we fall, we fall well. And you're learning so much, right? You're learning more about yourself as you're putting your hands to things to do. And diamonds, that's exactly what we do in life. Our life gives us opportunities to explore things and we learn more about ourselves. Our top of mind, our head will convince us to take on the world. But then our heart has to take on what our hands put itself to. And our heart sometimes can be totally disconnected from our head. And our heart, if we listen, if we take time to sit in those emotions and hear, we can be able to grow, which is what you're you're doing. We could be able to find those success leading clues. And we can also find out more about who we are and why our hand reaches towards things so that we can better align our our abilities are, you know, to things that will not only give us pleasure as a professional, but give us fulfillment and joy as a mother, give us fulfillment and joy as a wife or a significant other, give us fulfillment and joy as a community advocate. If we figure out, you know, why we reach for things to do and why we, when we fall, why we experience these emotions around regret, disappointment, or feeling like, you know, they were failures. What if we looked at those moments as opportunities to really actually expand us, you know, versus feel like it's, you know, taking something from us or the journey is longer than we expected is actually giving something to us versus taking something away from us. And for you, it unfolds the way it should, because, you know, you get the chance to live your life the way you want to live it. Right. And, you know, I agree with you 100% because I'll also let you know that I have failed anatomy multiple times leading up to this point also. So, hey, if it wasn't for the fact that previous Julie had to fail a couple science classes to get to this point, I don't think I would have had the same emotional capacity to handle this outcome because, you know, at the end of the day, it is a learning process. It is a journey. And I'm not saying it didn't suck diamonds. Like it was not a good time coming out of the stinking garage, which (laughs) our garage is now an office heads up and, you know, telling my family that I didn't pass my last final to get through this course. I just didn't get the points and it's a learning opportunity. 
And so as we close out and get ready for this, you know, second part of the series, I really want to leave you guys with this quote, and it's from Oprah. And it really talked to me because, you know, Oprah, Colleen and I are big Oprah fans. <laughs> and so I had to break out this Oprah quote for everyone to stick with you as we wrap up this episode. And it is, think like a queen. A queen is not afraid to fail. Failure is another stepping stone to greatness. Yeah. It surely is. It is our opportunity to be great. So we could do what? Shine bright. Exactly. So until next time, Diamonds, shine bright. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, share it. Share it with people you care about. People you think this will benefit. Share with your team or colleague who is having a difficult time and is looking for solutions. We all want to help people live empowered, to know what to do when faced with uncertainty. And I believe that these ideas can help others have that success. So please share it. But also follow us on our hashtag community power purpose plan and tell us what you think and how this episode has helped you. Diamonds, you have a choice to live connected to progress and growth. You deserve it. And it is yours to have. Live life, my friend, and be encouraged to step into your power purpose plan today. Until next time, take care.